Ah, lovely jubbly. Hello and welcome to another CBGS podcast. CBZ. CBZs. We are back. Brought to you by Aspen Waite. We are back after a nice Christmas break. And we have, as every week is a special episode, we have a special episode for the new year. And uh, credit to Paul for this, the title of this episode, New Year, New Opportunities. Absolutely excellent. And we're going to get right into it. I'm, I'm here with Mr. Waite. Um, and yes, in this episode, we're going to um, bring in the new, ne- new year with a discussion on the opportunities that a new year can bring for shaping you and your business. Very good, Drew. I'm about to say to our, to our um, 19 listeners that um, Drew has spent Christmas being loved up in Spain ah, yes. with his young Spanish lady, <laughs> Carmen Perez Caballeros, oh, and yes. Solo. Um, I'm just looking for the female equivalent of Luke Skywalker myself. Uh, so I think that was quite an interesting cultural experience for him. Mm, um, fresh. But we were thinking about what to talk about today. I think, um, as well as what Drew has just said, I think what what um, is very noticeable um, at Christmas time and then the start of the next year is people tend to uh, do things perhaps they wouldn't normally do. Mm. So you. For instance, you know, not, not necessarily the best example, but I had absolute amazing record day yesterday in, people, in terms of people linking in with me. Mm. My, I started the day on 1,341. I ended the day on 1,370. Oh, wow. 29 people linked in with me in one day. In one day. So, obviously, people have been sitting there at Christmas mm. flicking through LinkedIn thinking, who shall, who, who shall I link in with? So this is not uh, like behavioural changes in people at the start well, yeah, of the year. I think year. people get to the end of the year, and if they're looking to make a change, for instance, or, 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 or equally, so there's two things, isn't there? So you've got the change. So, for instance, um, if people are going to change their accountant or change their supplier, they quite often do that at the end of the year, because mm. the start of the year is a time, logically, to make a change. Mm. And then also maybe you decide over the new year that you're going to start doing something Stop going to gym classes or yoga yeah. or New Year's uh, resolutions. I, I I want to have more mates in Lilminster. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'm having coffee with a lady um, who has a an outsourced accounting business. Soon, it comes from Lilminster that we linked in with. So, um, I just think that uh, this time of year is one where people think about the future, and to some extent, you sort of reflect on what happened last year and perhaps. You think about how many miles you've driven and perhaps I don't want to do that as many this year and mm. things you don't want to do anymore and things you do want to do and mm. things you don't like other people doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I certainly I found myself going into this year um, very much sort of looking to be more efficient, mm. you know, w- ways Aspen Wake can do things better, mm. um, looking at everything to see how we could rearrange what we've been doing to better effect that sort of thing yeah so there's uh, there's key things that you would normally look at at the start of the year um to do with your business would you say so more like that like the personal things like you're saying um a new change in attitude that you have uh would you say there's um parts of business that lend themselves to review at the start of the year uh specifically or well that would be funny it's difficult to say why that wouldn't be the case isn't it mm. I can't think really what you mean by that, to be honest. Um, 
I mean, obviously, people people are sometimes reluctant to. Uh, I mean, as we as we've discussed before, on the whole, business people don't spend enough time on their business. Mm. Was it was it also saying working on their business instead of in it or something? Mm. Uh, I've never really properly understood, honestly. But clever people seem to go around all the time saying you need to spend more time on your business, not in it. Um, so that's yeah, that's more higher level brain stuff as opposed to sort of getting your hands dirty stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, it's interesting actually. Just this morning. Uh, had a meeting with uh, a very interesting guy called John Davies at the Celtic Manor, who's the head of um, uh, Just Cashflow. I hope that's right, John. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling him about our outstanding record in terms of business lack of business failure, because um, he was telling me that um, most startup loan companies have something like a seventy percent failure rate. Mm. Uh, and I said to him that I couldn't think of twenty businesses that had failed with Aspen Wake looking after them in 20 years. Mm. Um, so my point was that if he was doing business with me, he wouldn't experience us at, at that sort of failure rate. And and he said, actually, that um, he, he had several statistics um, that he was familiar with, and he said that um, uh, of, of those businesses that survived... Um, 80% of them, uh, 80% of the business actually had um, uh, quality advisors, uh, whereas 80% of the businesses that failed didn't have any advisors at all, which I said just proved my point, really. Yes, so, yes. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think, I just said, so I think, I think, so you take myself, you know, I, I uh, you sort of look at, because um, when, when you're working very hard, so in my particular case, um, I, I had a particularly long um, time working without a holiday, for instance, and and you and you 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 sort of get sucked into a a reactive way of working to some yes. extent. You know, every day blurs into another day, mm-hmm. and you almost lose sight of of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think when you start a new year, it's quite a good idea to say, well, you know, why exactly am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's more important to me? That sort of thing. And, and usually, uh, uh, you come into the new year with a little bit of a break that you've had from Christmas. Uh, time for reflection and time for for relaxation and to, a time to recharge and it makes me think what you just said then um, that's very important to get that time to to be able to instead of just everything turning into a blur and you being in a reactive state to actually have that time to take a little bit of a break recharge get your head clear oh yeah absolutely I mean um, I mean ultimately that's why for instance um, Despite what people might think, um, taking your holiday entitlement is, is, is actually, in fact, incredibly important. Probably nearly, nearly all of the really major decisions I made last year, um, or um, you could almost say sort of complete vault facets in terms of how my brain worked, all came about while I was on holiday. Mm. You know, where Timely. because because you 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 know you're not sat there immersed in the problem. Mm. You're, so yeah, so yeah, so I agree. You're, you're relaxed, looking in on the on the problems. <laughs> Maybe Drew, Drew looks like you should be on the beach at the moment. It's quite <laughs> disturbing to be sat here and I must admit, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling quite sort of grumpy today. Or something. I do Well, no, not grumpy. Probably um, I don't know, a bit bit tired. So, uh, you know, three days back at work. You know, it's, yes. exhausting. After darling. this nice break, <laughs> exhausting, darling. You know. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, at Christmas, I did um, I did write um, 
quite a few new chapters of my new book, uh, and I did uh, I did edit all of the um, chapters that I had already written. So I think I think uh, book two is now up to nineteen completed chapters. Ah, nice. Winning two one. Winning two one. That's what life's all about, Drew. Winning two one. And what what's this book? If 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 you don't mind sharing a little bit, what what about what's going to be in this book? The kind of content. The, the, the direction you've been going with it? I think it's is a it Spain, a story? I think it's Spain too long. So is it a novel? It's, 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 <laughs> what's it's not? <laughs> Blunderbook. Just made up a new Blunderbook. It's a... It's a... It's a... It's a continuation from uh, the first book, Raising the Bar, which is, um, I think, an amazingly honest uh, account of my trials and tribulations in uh, my first 20... Well, I suppose the time was written, so 20, 23 and a half years or four years or something. Mm. Um, and, and as you know, the, 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 the sort of impetus between, behind writing that book was um, sharing my uh, trials and tribulations with the readers, hoping that other people would benefit from uh, you know, the lessons I'd learned. So I was hoping... To pass that on, but I think actually what what it was it was quite a amazingly cathartic thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, this book um, written in a very different because with the first book obviously I didn't really know where I was going with it, um, and to some extent was blown away by the reaction to it. You know the number of people, including people you wouldn't expect, you know such as friends of my oldest son. Who, who actually go on holiday with it and things, and they people say that they find it very inspiring. Mm. Um, and I think, in particular, a lot of people have said uh, people that perhaps have, have, have suffered themselves. Uh, they they thought the book gave them hope, mm. and to some extent, you know, that anyone can succeed as long as you sort of hang on in there. Mm. So that's um, quite a nice, quite a nice sort of uh, state to have got to. So with the second book. Um, I found, for instance, I found myself much more confident. So I'm much more writing for myself, which I'm told shows I'm more like a proper writer. Mm. So I'm not writing for an audience. I'm writing to please myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I'm writing, to, I'm writing about things that I want to write about. So uh, two days ago, I wrote a chapter about Bridgewater, mm. which um, is quite an interesting... So, so um, it's, it's quite a as you would expect with me, um, a, a, a sort of quite a candid and honest view. Um, it's, it's true, I actually couldn't... I, have, I, I struggled to find a single famous person that was actually born in Bridgewater other than um, Robert Blake, the famous admiral who, mm-hmm. who uh, stands outside um, a pizza restaurant in... In Bridgewater, uh, there's a few rugby players. You know, uh, people like Charles Kent, who I remember played for England um, in the seventies. That, that was born in Bridgewater, but nobody really that you would say was famous. We've had uh, very various famous people living here. Uh, Johnny Depp lived just outside of Bridgewater. Mm. Um, Pete Townsend of the Who lived in Taunton Road for quite some time. Um, so uh, it was quite, I found it quite interesting uh, myself coming from Bridgewater and as I say in my book I spent my whole life not exactly advertising the, the <laughs> fact because uh, you know it's been a, a town in decline and now of course um, it's very much not 
I think one of, one of the interesting things that I said, and interesting to see whether you agree with this, Drew, is I said that if Bridgewater was a person, I couldn't help but feel it didn't have a heart and a soul. Mm. Yes. And I, I remember I said that to a friend the other day. This was a very sad thing to say, but it was how I felt, actually. Mm, mm. Yes, lacks a bit of heart and soul. It's a bit, bit of an industrial town. Um, but... Um, it's got a big river going through it. Yes, that's got a, that's a very big river. What a basically profound observation. Yes, yeah, so the second book is, is, is basically a follow-on from the first one, very much the same sort of theme, honest. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, uh, some good advice in there, but also, um, you know, chapters which are unashamedly written for me. You know, they're not necessarily written... So there's no particular business advice at all in the Bridgewater chapter, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, uh... Why not switch it up? Why not have have some have different, different so it doesn't all have to be in one theme? Be interesting to go oh, where no, so it takes think, you. I think as you and I have discussed, I mean, I think um, you know we've very much got into the habit of doing these podcasts now, which we seem to be quite good at and um, and enjoy. So uh, I think Drew and I have both. So that would be a good example of 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 when the New Year break um, comes in. So. You know, I've been sitting about sitting at home thinking uh, about wanting to do much more of this sort of thing, but also stretching our horizons and mm. you know certainly doing videos and uh, and shows and, and and taking the um, those are attributes that we have you and I individually and also some of our colleagues. Uh, so to next year, for it would be, be quite nice to try and do a pantomime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just generally entertained because I think one of the things that happens in business is that people sort of get up themselves a bit and they sort of lose sight about, um, you know, what it's all about. And ultimately, this podcast is, 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 is about um, you and I providing a service to people that hopefully people will enjoy. And to me, success must mean as many people as possible wanting to listen to us. Not and in our ability to talk about some boring accountancy subject for three point six hours. Mm. Yeah, that's just my view, anyway. Yes, so. yes, yes. A little bit of an entertainment in there, a bit of interest. <laughs> yes. <indeed. laughs> ah, so, so any, any other ponderings you had over the new year of, of, of uh, opportunities that might might um, Aspen wait as a company? What what you can see? I, ha- I have a question here um, about. The past and the future. So, what what you've learned in um, the last year that'll inform this company in this next year of two thousand and nineteen. Well, that's a big question, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, um, last year I was reminded uh, upon occasion that um, uh, the, the the management team and our systems were still inadequate and unable to cope uh, in the way they needed to with our increased size and volume of work um, you know, which can lead to things like unnecessary cash flow pressure and, and worries uh, which I, I, I have decided to banish forever so um, I think probably last year saw quite a big change in my management style so it's still very relaxed but can be quite Heavy, or not heavy. I think um, uh, probably um, 
I think what someone said to me. Um, I've obviously got my game face on and I intend to win. So mm. I know that's right. Someone Buck, someone Buck said to me uh, at our, our last meeting before Christmas that he said, um, you know, what you've done, Paul, is you've banished mediocrity from your life. I thought it was very well said. Mm. So that's what I did. I banished mediocrity from my life. So I've come into the new year and uh, I won't put up with that anymore. So if someone... You know, if someone does something that reminds me of mediocrity, they'll know about it straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, about it. Yeah, it's things like, you know, we had an incident yesterday where it's all very well-intentioned, where you end up with two people both chasing off the same information, you know, and I can't be doing with that. It's very, very tiresome and, and annoying, you know. So really it's a case of, of sort of looking at where we're going, uh, what needs to be done to, to get the good ship Aspen weight to sail in a straight line across the sea without the storms wrecking it. If, it, if there is a storm, we know what the procedure is to put the sails up or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what the health and safety is, all that sort of thing. And I think that's sort of very much what I've been um, working on. Uh, and also probably a realisation that as we have uh, the most amazing business development team, although I may consider myself to be the best business developer... Uh, that's probably not in the future what this business needs me to be doing. Mm. So one of my decisions is probably to be uh, much of a stronger chief executive, so more involved in operations and doing things on making sure that we're maximising sales values and that sort Mm. of thing. So... um, Yes, they're quite profound, really. Um, you, know, you know, basically coming into work, um, giving ourselves the best chance to succeed. The other thing that would um, this huge, I guess, is is I don't think even even if the circumstances are not quite right, uh, I don't think Aspen Weight will work any more uh, run by a benevolent autocrat sort of thing. I think uh, the time is now the other size where. Uh, we have to have a functioning democracy with a recognised management team. Mm. Uh, I, I, I have decided that with some degree of trepidation because um, some of my colleagues who are needed to fulfil some of those roles are still um, perhaps a bit naive and not wholly reliable all the time. But nonetheless, I think that's... So I'm also taking a bit of a leap, leap of faith, might be a phrase. A leap of faith in the new year. Indeed. Hmm. Ah, and um, just a little bit of advice for the listeners. I know you're you're twenty four seven. You seem to be on it, and and you always have this um, this this energy to keep going and to keep that um, the standards very high within the business within the office. Um, what 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 advice would you give people to keep that motivation going throughout the year? Do you, do you have anything that you do to, that you that you stand by? To keep you, I mean, me, like me personally, yes. So, well, I think so. I think um, so. For instance, let's take today. Um, um, I, I, I picked up a new client on Christmas Eve, funnily enough, and she asked if she could speak to me at half past four today, and I said no. Mm. Why is that? Because I go to the gym. Mm. As everyone knows, I go to the gym, so I go to the gym. I don't give them monkeys who it is. Yeah. So at Friday at half past four, Paul finishes work so, so, uh, and goes to the gym uh, and that, that is an imp- important thing for me mm. um, I 
don't take my phone into the house with me after the gym. Mm. Uh, so that is the one night actually where I'm I'm actually never looking at my phone mm. Friday night. Mm. So I think that's quite important. Setting those boundaries within yourself to that you know what's good for you and what's not. Well, obviously, I've, <laughs> I've had 25 years of of testing it. So one of the things one of the things I can definitely say is that. Um, having me time, you know, training. So obviously, you know, it goes without saying that um, uh, fitter you are, probably the, the, the healthier you are, the, hard, the more likely you are to work hard. Um, I, tend, I tend to get quite a lot of my better ideas uh, while exercising. And certainly, historically, uh, nearly all of my good ideas used to come on my bicycle, actually. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd be 20 miles out looking at, a falcon or something or a bit of wonderful wildlife as you know around, around these parts um, I think really it's it's just um, knowing your own body so for instance I, I, I tend to get uh, a bit grumpy when I've when I've got had a holiday mm. and I can tend to see that and I tend to get very black and white so like if you've been a mate uh, I might be even friendlier too but if if, I, if I'm cross I'm double cross you know <laughs> yeah. so you know I think for everyone to say going on holiday is a good idea. Um, as we discussed, you know, also going on holiday allows you time to to, to sit back and think about things. Um, so you know, ultimately, um, you know, you're not going to you're not going to build uh, a fantastic business off the back of doing 15 extra hours work, but you might do um, sitting on a sunbed having some inspiring thoughts on a nice Greek island, you know. So I think it's the importance of me time. Yeah. Uh, knowing what works for you. So for you know, for instance, you know, I I don't try to do any writing in the office at all. Mm. Haven't done for years. Mm. So anything I write is done on a Saturday or a Sunday or of an evening. Mm. So. so knowing what's good for you and, and making sure you stick to it rather than letting yourself be. Yeah, and I think the other thing away. is, which is one thing I hate actually, is. Um, is uh, peer pressure. Mm. It's amazing, actually, how much pressure uh, other people can put on you mm. to conform to to what they think is acceptable. Mm. You know, I know a number of people um, who, for instance, uh, would expect me to go and have a meeting with them at half seven on Tuesday. Well, no, I won't. Mm. Under no circumstances mm. am I meeting that person at half seven on a Tuesday. Mm. You know, it's just not going to happen. Because... Um, you know, and I think you've got to be strong enough to... You know, at the end of the day, I know I work hard, so I don't need to worry about whether, you know, Bert Smith mm-hmm. uh, is sitting there wondering why I won't sit at half past seven on a Tuesday to, to decide whether I work hard. Believe in yourself, don't feel the pressure of others to try and change you from, from what you know is true. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, it does take a degree of courage, actually, to withstand peer pressure. Mm. So... But mostly my advice is to people is to make sure you do. Yeah. Well, I think that is a great place to end, to end the podcast, Paul. Um, with oh, it went sound very quickly, advice. Mr. Drew. It, it did go very quickly. We've actually been running for 25 minutes, sir. So, so <laughs> might I... Um, so just in closing this week, um, uh, Drew might have heard me um, singing along to... Well, I wasn't singing along, I was making it up to... Uh, <laughs> New Year's Day by you um, too, which did cross my mind as being a potential song to play today. Um, but on balance, given what the show is all about, and also um, 
the local thing. Uh, so we're going to play out today with uh, a fantastic number by a band I hold in the very highest esteem called XTC from Swindon. Uh, now in their something like their fortieth year. Uh, really, really great people. Uh, down to earth. So one of these bands where almost every song is different. Mm. Um, certainly when I bought when I bought uh, my first ever XTC single in 1977. There's a song called Towers of London, which I thoroughly recommend. Um, it was, you know, at the time, I, I, I considered it to be a new wave stroke punk record, given I was very into that genre of music at the time. And then, of course, I'm probably best known for the song we're playing today, Making, making Plans for Nigel. But, um, but also, you know, very, very uplifting songs like um, Generals and Majors, uh, etc. So... Um, I believe that XTC are actually Madonna's favourite band of all time. Okay. Um, so if you haven't listened to much uh, XTC, check them out, and uh, and I hope that listening to Making Plans with Nigel helps you on your way. Making Plans with Nigel. For Nigel. For Nigel. Ah, okay. Well, we'll be playing out that one now. So thank you very much, listeners, and we will see you next week. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. <laughs>
blood red sky Colors blacken, black and white I wanna be with you, be with you night and day Cause nothing changes on New Year's Day I, I will begin again I, I will begin again That's real cool, that's a rocking song that is true ah, It's song. a good song for New Year Probably um, U2's best song I think I would say before they got too pretentious and as as my wife would say when Bono had a nice bum <laughs> that's just for the female listeners 